altered the deal. Pray we don't alter it any further. It's the Countdown to Nine podcast, everybody, as we work our way chronologically through the Star Wars universe, properly preparing you for your episode nine, which is coming up. And now we have landed on, if you took a poll, I think uh, most people's favorite movie in the franchise would land on the one that we are talking about today. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, the baby. Empire Come Strikes on Back. now. Come on. That's right. Uh, Paul Preston here from the Movie Guys with my good friend and co-host Sean Blodgett of the formidable and potent Creative Motion Entertainment. <laughs> That's right, man. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. You're the, always so great I at that. The source every episode. Uh, a movie this good, we have a full table to discuss it, our biggest round table yet. I know, I'm so excited. I need to configure this whole mic stand just so I can talk as well. <laughs> it, it is slightly, it's like, a, it's, it's on for the sale. side, I don't, know yeah. if it's I don't know what's going it's on over sale there. On the so much happening, it's crazy. Uh, so let's bring up our guest. First up, a good friend of the Movie Guys who has appeared on the old movie showcast that we used to do at themovieguys.net and host of the podcast Hollywood Close Up with Natalie Lipka. It's Wayne Frazier. Hollywood Close Up ran about as many shows as the showcast, right? Like 200? Over 200, yeah. Over 200? Yeah. Cool. So if you, it, they're still out there. That's a great thing about a podcast. Yeah. If you don't know Hollywood Close Up, but you're an actor and you want to be inspired, They've interviewed actors and people in the acting biz and told their own stories, natalieandwayne.com. Yeah, there thank you. you. Appreciate right. that. Yeah. And uh, if you're and, and Jenna Fisher like I am, go and look that one up. Quick, <laughs> quick, quick plug. Yes. 2020. The Return? 2020. Oh, they took some time off because Natalie had a kid. Ah. She did. And I wasn't little, sure what 2020 was. Little, I remember 2020 video off of Laurel <laughs> Candy Boulevard. I'm like, oh my God, they're that, coming back. I'm so excited because yeah. the mom and pop shops were the best. <laughs> yeah, Natalie had a little baby uh, uh, August. Oh, congratulations. It's, it's a little over uh, one now. And uh, so Andy. took a little time off. And uh, I'm just saying. 20, well, that's great. I'll say it's 2020. No, well, that's awesome. That's great. exciting. And an actor as well. And he's done voices on video games and stuff. So it's yeah. uh, good to have Wayne here. And also joining us is an actor and stuntman Sean and I have known for some time working together at Universal Studios right. Hollywood. Yeah. It's Rusty Locke. Yeah. I am Rusty Locke. I, I did jazz hands, by the way. I don't know. Hey, it doesn't I work on, on podcast if you're listening. <laughs> what are you doing I, now up at Universal? My favorite thing I remember was uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing, Be yes. Better than uh, the movie. Watching yeah, when he did Van Helsing, stuff. it was one of those things you're like, that's actually him. I think that's actually him. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, Doc Brown. Oh, that's right. Displaced from his ride, but still making appearances. It's still there if you're thinking fourth dimensionally. That's, <laughs> that's just something that's you the know, best response that's you just, can have, I think. Yeah. Uh, and okay, course, all right. Since we set it up, all right, just give us a little Doc Brown. Ex-Saturday Night, we're sending you back to the future. <laughs> they just did the big Back to the Future Fest, didn't they, down on the, right. down on the lower lot? Mm -hmm. I want to go to that every year, and I never make it. And they have the big Enchantment Under the Sea dance at the church. Yep, right? that's right, there. in Hollywood. Do you ever go to that? I do, I have. Right. Yeah. This past week, it was uh, down at Puente Hills Mall, was Twin Pines Mall, back right. in the movie. And uh, absolutely, there's all kinds of events and everything, uh, checking out where it was filmed 34 years ago. I went to one of wow. those uh, little mini celebration at the Burger King in Burbank where the, the opening shot where Marty comes out of his house, Off which is not there, yeah. and uh, hits the uh, back of that truck in the Burger King parking lot and takes a skateboard down the street. Yep. Yeah, They had a DJ, and I can't remember what the thing was. It was just for like a one-time, maybe it was just the release date of the original movie or something. Yep. 
But uh, and Rusty appeared in a 2004 short fan film, Star Wars Contract of Evil, which we'll talk about. That's right. It won Best Makeup at the Star Wars Fan Movie Challenge. I is that, is that correct? Did we phrase that right? That is absolutely correct. Okay, good. Yes. I, I want to make sure because I was like, I think that's the logo. I don't know. <laughs> and we'll dig into right. that a little more uh, later in the show. But yeah. as of this taping, hmm. we are seven weeks and two days away from Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. Good Lord. Oh my that's gosh. 51 days, unless you're thinking interdimensionally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which case I saw it, it was great, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So remember when it was 308 days? I back do. In February. Yes, and it felt like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like a month and a half. Yeah, and we have lots to talk about. We do, uh, and, and we and we ourselves have been off for a couple of months uh, with some catching up to do because in the last couple of months life happened. Yeah. Um, so Paul's wife Karen, who is a fantastic performer and just all around incredible human being, um, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, stage four um, pancreatic cancer. And so Paul and Karen have uh, started the fight um, and are forming what they're calling Karen's Army. And uh, if you would like to be a part of Karen's Army, we would love to have you be a part of that. Um, they're fighting hard, and uh, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash Saving the Day. And it's Saving the Day because Karen is a huge fan, just like we're huge fans of Star Wars. She is an enormous fan of Ghostbusters, anything Ghostbusters. So, by the way, if anybody out there knows Bill Murray and can just send him <laughs> over to Karen and Paul's house, I think that would immediately help with the curing and uh, One, getting her thank healthy. thank you. And two, yes. good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I Finding him and securing him. Yeah, exactly. But once again, up. go to GoFundMe.com forward slash saving the day and uh, join Karen's army. We're uh, we're pulling for her. She's doing great. She's fighting hard. And uh, Paul and Karen have such great spirits and they're super positive. So we'd love to have you join the army. And that's saving no G in there. Just saving. Yeah, saving. Right. Just save. Just saving the day. Just being casual. Saving yeah. the day. That's it's from the movie. So there you go. Thanks. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it. An accurate representation. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and some quick housekeeping. Thank you for that, Sean. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, please chime in your thoughts at themovieguys.net. Countdown to nine at gmail.com or countdown to nine on social media, pretty much. All at over countdown the place. to nine yeah. all over. Uh, before we get to our spotlight film, we do lead with the latest news on episode nine. I mean, just two months ago, we were making jokes about I know, how we were like, there's nothing to talk about. I think Galaxy's Edge is putting out a cookbook. Yep. But now we have, <laughs> of course, uh, a lot going on. There's a new trailer. Oh, man, it's so good. A new poster. <laughs> and, of course, theories popping up all over the dumb guy. Not internet. a huge fan of the poster, though. I'm bummed oh, no? about the poster. That was the one thing that the came. The new poster? Yeah, I was like, uh. Really? Yeah, no, the first one they came out with with the lightning bolts and all of that stuff, and people gave them a lot of crap for because it, it was kind of more almost animated looking. Mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome. But with then the, the newest one is. Above them? Looking like no, Santa no, no, no. That, that's oh. the one I love. There's a new one out. <laughs> That is a, that is like the poster. That's the one you love with Santa Claus. No, not with Santa. I haven't seen the new one. No. Okay, then you got to look it up because and maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's a false one. Maybe uh -huh. it's not real. But but no, there's a there's a legitimate. There's one a legitimate. Out. I just thought it was I thought it was okay. And I'm going to spend okay. 20 minutes describing it to our podcast. Yes, that's audience. right. So if you on the upper edge <laughs> of the court, no, I'm joking. <laughs> you got to see this. <laughs> look it up. Google it. You'll check it out. You'll love it. 
And, and much like the first trailer, it's great to hear Ian McDiarmid. 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 And right? His voice yeah. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that Williams, John Williams is just killing it. Yeah, he's, he's done a few things. <laughs> exactly. He's done a couple movies. He's, he's kind of uh, John established Williams. himself. Uh, a composer, I think. Composer. He, yeah. And writes ditties. A couple of does ditties. But good Lord, that music <laughs> is something else. Well, I got you to hear it again. Williams is the greatest. So great. And this might be uh, it for him in Star Wars, I believe, yeah. right? I think I mean, that's it. Future yeah. standalones or trilogies. And, yeah. I mean, I what, a, what a legacy, what a thing to be known for, and what a way to go out. I mean, right? You know? Yeah. It, it really is. We, we've been to the Hollywood Bowl to see him play, and yep. It's, yep. it's a religious experience. I think we all really have. Is. If you yeah. haven't been in L.A. and you haven't done that. Oh, I recommend it. Yeah. It's yeah. outstanding. <laughs> yeah. It's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, we've passed four years in a row for myself, but I didn't see him this year. But I heard, but I heard that it's um, the other gentleman that does the music mm-hmm. uh, with him, the composer. I can't think of his name. David Newman. Oh, David Newman. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David Newman. Uh, it, it's it's more David now, less you know. Uh, Those John. Newmans, just, uh, they've done something. They've done a couple of things. Done a couple of things. Written some ditties. Yeah, some Randy ditties. and the David. I enjoy that he does keep it in <laughs> the things. family. You know, I've been friends for a long time, friend with his father, and uh, so they've been able to carry that on, great, uh, and and keep it you know close. Mm. So it's it's not just handing it over to somebody else, right? You know, that's but, awesome. Uh, but that's a long night for for anyone mm-hmm. in their yeah mid eighties. Actually, what was the night the night you and I went? Yeah, uh, like he did an encore, which was great. Yeah. and then like you know, of course, everybody's still screaming, "Yeah, John Williams!" You know, and then like he literally comes out, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just did the move of falling yeah. asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, like, move. seriously, guys, I'm I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Any uh, dumb theories on the episode nine based on this? I mean, it's kind of just what we expected from the teaser. The Emperor will rise again and threaten everybody, and we got to see who's got the force, right? I mean, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, they're they're, at the poster there. So one of the cool theories I heard was that in uh, the Last Jedi, when Rey has her force vision facing dark thing that she has and she sees all the rays you know the snapping moment and all that right that actually that is a reference and ultimately she's actually a clone and i thought that was an interesting that's why she doesn't really have parents that the idea was that the emperor part of his master plan was he was trying to find a way to clone force sensitive people Mm. and and in the midst of doing that he cloned this person and she had sort of the light side calling her more and he's like let's get rid of her you know i almost want that because all this talk about who's raised who raised parents are who cares mm-hmm. right yeah. why is that right. even well that's the that's thank you for saying plot. that because that's the that was the whole point in the last jedi is who cares it really doesn't matter yeah. unless you're saying it's luke or han i think they're just trying to explain all her strength because up till now we have no reason we have Good no boy. background yeah. no backdrop so it's just like, you know, who's the mama and the papa? Okay, cool, I get that. That makes sense. But it, uh, um, I, I, I have to agree. With it. It, it, is, is it me or, or does anybody really, and I'm going to say it, does anybody really care about these new characters that much? Oh, he's dropped the okay, bomb so on the I, I, Right out of the gate, I'll jump in and I'll say I absolutely do. I, I love the new characters. I think they're really interesting, and I, I, I think there's a lot going on with them. And... um. I see people's arguments about about them and and all of that, but it's you know it's a new thing. I would say the only character I have a sort of a problem with is Poe, 
Um, I'm still sort of waiting for him to really have a, a, a bigger reason to to. I, I mean, he's See, he's a, he's I, a I great like, character. I like Poe. I, 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 as a I, character, I, he's I, fun. I like Poe as a character. Yeah, I, but the others, like uh, I, I just. Well, Poe is pointless, first of all. You take him out of Force Awakens, movie doesn't change. Right. And Finn, it just keeps every movie trying to bail on the resistance right. and run Thank away, you. and he's all in it for himself. So I don't, those two guys, but so fortunately, well, two of the main three we're supposed to care about, and I don't. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and, and the reason I like Poe is because Poe reminds me, at least we get a little bit of that, that that's not smuggler, but at least a little of that hand solo back. That's the only thing that really kind of keeps it. He's got that little character mode. Mm. I love uh, that you said hand during our Empire episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the one above these solo. characters, but I agree. <laughs> I don't have a lot of investment in them. Uh, not, not much has been set up, and so mm. why do you want me to care for these characters? You know, the original trilogy was so character-driven mm -hmm. that they could do anything, and you'd be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. The prequels were story-driven, and these, I'm not sure. Well, coming out of what we're talking about, I gotta Empire. say, I love Ray, and I think she's, I think Daisy Ridley is one of the greatest actors in all of them. So I go think ahead, it can sorry. come it's around. It's not that she's not a great actress. It's just she didn't get, she did there was nothing that was given to her to, mm. to be. There's no purpose. Thank no you. Drive. There's no, I, I don't care. Yeah. And then when, when C3PO in the, in the, in the trailer says, you know, he's like, he's like, what's wrong, 3PO? However, it rolls up. I've seen it a couple times, and, and, and 3PO is like, oh, family, or like, I'm looking never going to see my friends. This is the last time I'm going to Friends, yeah, yeah, friends. Like, where are your friends? Yeah, Han's dead. Yeah, Luke and Okay, Leia so I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to that because we first Rusty one, and I were yeah. just yeah. talking about this a little while ago, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say real quick. Okay, so in Force Awakens and in Last Jedi, both of those have lines that to me are both within the world of Star Wars, from character to character, and also a line for the fans. There's a lot of that going on in the writing. I think that line is is both of those things, and and so in this movie, time has passed, and I believe that C three PO has formed more of a bond with these people. Now we haven't seen it on screen, right. and I can see that argument for right. sure. But I think personally, that line is much more directed at the fans. But you're right. Every single movie, The Force Awakens had lines. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, The Last Jedi was you know let the past die, kill it. Yeah, if you I mean, to, straight up. You know, yeah. it was telling the fans exactly, listen to this, and you'll understand where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we're split on the new movies. Uh, <laughs> and by and by split, like three to one, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I mean, Abrams has the, has the goal or perhaps the order now to wrap up 40 years of movies. And so I am interested to see what happens there. Do you but think But I think we talked about this before. Empire left me, I had to know what happened in Return of the Jedi. Last Jedi doesn't leave me having to know what happens right. in Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. But also we talked about, I also don't, have no idea what's going to happen, so that's a plus. I think that's a huge plus. I mean, all along, that I've been saying that again and again, which is what I loved about The Last Jedi. I think J.J. Surprises. has the opportunity, and, and few filmmakers have this, is to actually, in a trilogy to actually finish what he started. Mm. So even though it was going this direction and we went mm, all over, he can bring it home. Right. He can. He doesn't have to let the And, and hopefully Jedi. he doesn't take it as, as, as mopping up from the last film. Yeah, I don't think he will. Uh, hopefully he, he'll... he'll uh, 
figure well, some of the stuff answers he could out. drop i'd be fine i don't yeah, think yeah i don't think that yeah. he will i mean you know so many people have said oh is he gonna retcon all of this stuff from the last jedi and you know to me i i don't think there's that much that that needs to be changed because ultimately he was a part of that movie i mean he's on there as an executive producer to for, for the people that keep saying well i don't think he really knew what was going on i'm like he absolutely knew yeah. what was going on yeah. there's no way he did not know i sure would love to have seen the other guy's version the other two that got fired. Oh, the Lord Miller. Yeah, the Miller. Was it Solo? Solo? Colin Chabot. No, that's that's was for that Rise. Solo? Of, was that Solo? Oh, no, I'm yeah, that right. was Solo, that was but Solo. Rise of Skywalker was supposed Rise to be. Rise of Skywalker was it the other the other um, Colin Chavarro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would love you to see. see that? Yeah. I kind of would like to see his version. I only bring this <laughs> up with because we are talking Empire tonight. Uh, tonight, but at some point, I have to think. <laughs> I have to think that when I was a kid. And Empire Strikes Back came out, and we were left with that cliffhanger. Did people have the feeling that they have after the Last Jedi? That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, I think one of the one of the the big mistakes. And Jedi in, brought it home. I, yeah, I yep. mean, I I agree. I mean, I, but I do think one of the big mistakes in the Last Jedi, because I don't think it's a perfect film for sure, but one of the big mistakes was the the sort of epilogue ending with the boy. You know, I get the intent that the Force is is has awakened and there are other people who are using the force and they're all over and, and that's interesting concept um i i would have been c completely satisfied with the ending of seeing the millennium falcon going off into hyperspace and us just being left with a what sure but that was your only problem with it <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to something it's <laughs> good one all right well let's get on to this month's movie in focus and that of course is the empire strikes back yeah. if you haven't seen this movie why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why would you not? What stunted your childhood? Yes. Come to uh, my house and watch it. And, yes. yes, and why are you listening to this? What, uh, I like to watch it without pants on. Yeah. Wait. And VHS. Beer <laughs> and beer nuts. No pants, beer nuts, VHS. Uh, yes, VHS. I brought, I brought the VHSs today. But as ever, we're here to catch you up with our patented recap. Sean, take it away. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. After blowing up the Death Star, the Rebellion decided to cash in on the upper hand they had by hiding in the snow. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Empire is searching for the Rebellion, and especially the young rebel responsible for the destruction of their super weapon. Ooh. You know, I have one simple request, <laughs> and that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. Different super weapon. Uh, the snow planet is called Hoth, and there, a love triangle forms. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold. <laughs> no, it's it's between uh, it's between Han, Leia, and Leia's brother Luke. No, they're related, but I guess they don't know that yet. Well, the writer thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> then Luke gets captured by a snow monster. And while escaping, we see Luke advance his force powers when he pulls a lightsaber from the frozen ground. When Luke returns to the rebel base, the Empire attacks their small band of good guys? Heroes? Freedom fighters. Uh, Much better. These freedom fighters fight to the death. Yeah, actually, they run away. Oh, oh, I see. 
running away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they should have fought to the last person standing. Well, the writer thought it would be a good idea. Even Han, Leia, Chewie, and 3PO escape on the Millennium Falcon. And there was much rejoicing. Uh, yeah. uh, turns out the rebel forces were no match for the Imperial AT-ATs. <laughs> I think we can call them AT-ATs. We'll it's AT-ATs. Yeah. Luke leaves Hoth with R2-D2 in his X-Wing, headed to Dagobah, where the ghost of Alec Guinness has instructed him to find Yoda. Obi-Wan says that Yoda trained him, and no one talks about Qui-Gon Jinn. That's true. No one does. Meanwhile, Han and the gang are trying to outrace Imperial Star Destroyers because the hyperdrive system isn't working. And Luke arrives on Dagobah, where he meets an unlikely teacher. Things are about to change around here. Recess is over. It's Yoda. It's not Cameron Diaz. It's Yoda. And Luke (laughs) trains as a Jedi, learns how to levitate rocks, and faces off against a fake Vader. No one has been able to get out of you what you did with the map. No, that'll be in two more episodes. Yeah, different fake Vader. Uh, We learn that Vader (laughs) discovers it is the son of Skywalker who destroyed the Death Star, and he must join the Emperor. There is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. We have a new enemy. The young rebel who destroyed the Death Star. I have no doubt this boy is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. Han, Chewie, et al. uh, end up in Cloud City in search of help from Han's old friend, Lando Calrissian. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) Turns out Han took chances trusting Lando. Lando? Lando. You you almost said Hondo. Hondo turned out to not trust Lando. (laughs) But that's the character at Galaxy's Edge on the Smuggler's Run. It's like Lando. Want to throw some lawn darts? Lando. We needed a new character. That's funny. Hondo. Well, you already have Han and Lando. And we'll go with it anyway. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out Han took chances trusting Lando, who betrays him and hands him over to Darth Vader and Boba Fett, a bounty hunter who tracked the Falcon to Cloud City. Luke has a vision and sees that his friends have been captured and he goes to save them. So he ditches training and sets off to save them against Yoda's wishes. Wait, he's completely unprepared to take on the Empire by himself and he just runs off to do it anyway? Well, Luke thought it would be a good idea. Sure enough, Luke falls into a trap waiting for him, and he faces off against Vader. It is useless to resist. Gets his hand cut off. And finds out Vader is his father. It's not true. That's impossible. But Leia saves Luke. R2 fixes the hyperdrive, and they all escape, except for Han Solo, who is frozen. In carbonite, in carbonite. He's frozen in carbonite. And until the next movie, the fate of the galaxy hangs in the balance. Wow. Greatest of all of the Star Wars movies. No kidding. Yes. Well, let's take it up right there. I have to admit, if that's all in the opening crawl, I never read it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always watching the visuals. So, but I love the interpretation. 
Thanks. Yes. Thanks. Uh, we yes. gave you the full two hours. Of yeah. Whatever, however I mean, that's minutes. pretty much. Yes. That's it's pretty great. much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. You know. I, it's my favorite of all of them. I. I just think it's. It's. The script is great. I, I think it's a great motion picture. I mean, when people just ask me what's my favorite film, I say The Empire Strikes Back because I think it's a. It's a well-made motion picture. Beautiful story. Incredible. Uh, I think there's some great performances. Um, music's awesome. And, of course, visual effects. In terms of visual effects, uh, certainly out of the original trilogy, I think it has the greatest um, special effects of all three. I would agree to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think that this was one of those movies that they were they were in the zone. And you and I were talking about this earlier today. <laughs> I think George Lucas is an incredible visionary. But I have issues with him as a writer and a director. In this movie, he he his role was as a producer, and and he wrote the story. So he didn't write the screenplay; he wrote the story. And he had Irvin Kershner, who was directing. And I I really think that that Irvin Kershner had such a talent for storytelling and for for bringing humanity to a galaxy far far away. And you can see that in all of the oh, yeah. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of different behind the scenes that I watched that I hadn't seen before oddly enough thanks to the, you know, the internet. Um that uh you know the Cloud City scene. I I had no idea how much they went back and and, and rewrote that dialogue. They went back and redid the scene again because they were not happy with how it was. And ultimately what it kept coming back to, and this is a very cinematic choice in my opinion, is it was less is more. You know, in, in earlier versions of the script, they're, they're saying so much. They're trying to say so much. And ultimately, later it on, comes, it's implied. And it's yeah, perfect. it's implied. It's, it's like perfect. little mm-hmm. pieces of dialogue. There's moments where they're sharing visually and they're connecting. And and you don't need more than that. And, and that really kind of, to me, speaks to a lot of the issues with the prequels and mm-hmm. things like that, where it's just like, it's just too much dialogue. There's too much just explaining. Just show me. You, I, you know? I couldn't agree more. It was the perfect opportunity for George Lucas to step aside, have someone else come in. Although Irv, when they talked to him, his agent was like, "Do it," and he was like, "Ah, uh, no. Mm. How do you how do you follow up Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Star Wars was huge, right? And it's tall order. Yeah, it, and he was like, "No, I don't want to do it." And he goes, "Do it." Yeah, and he did. He went through with it. Um, a lot of the <coughs> movies, if you ever look up what Irv Kirshner has done, uh, there was. Um, uh, a lot of emotional uh, people interaction, which is the things that we love of Empire. There was some action in there. It was a James Bond movie, but it was uh, very important uh, motivation, uh, determination, everything in the characters, uh, how they're focused. And then Irv Kirshner, there is an interview with him of how he approached each actor, Han, Luke, and Leia, uh, Mark, Harrison, and Carrie, and how he got those individual performances out of them. And you go, wow! One director. You should did share that. that. You should share those specifics because that was really interesting when you when you shared what those specifics were. Uh, um, right now? Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just remember there was something about how he was dealing, you know, with Mark, and you know, yeah. Irv Irv would say uh, Mark is available and always there on set and just eager to to please and do everything. And uh, he says, Mark, go do this. Okay, go go out in the snow. We'll be here in the lobby, and uh, we'll, we'll film you. <laughs> we'll be warm the, while you freeze. In the snowstorm. <laughs> and uh, he goes, Harrison, I need you here. And he goes, oh, that doesn't make sense. We've got to get, sorry, the Harrison Ford is going to come out there. That's he right. goes, uh, it doesn't make sense for you. Well, make it make sense. You know, find that spot mm-hmm. right here. And Carrie, uh, again, so eager to please, but they go, no, no, dig a little deeper because it's there. And he knew he that she was capable of it. So... 
he had three different ways of developing those performances for that movie. Special effects, you know, huge, huge deal, but he pulled it out of him, and that's what we love. It's so character-driven, and it's it's great. We need that for a second act. Yep. So many trilogies rely on effects and budget, and that's what we see. And we go, yeah, it was good, mm. and walk away. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the matte painting, still getting it done. Yeah. Yep. You know, it, it yep. was not uh, – uh, dated in 1980 no it's not dated today mm-hmm. really no no i mean you know it, you could tell when it's a green screen uh, the only thing that's improved really is the the green screen technology mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a matte painting or some cgi nonsense uh, so it still looks good back then yep it's even fun watching the tauntaun you know that's claymation and it was great yeah. but they did still so, fun oh, it's still so fun great. watching it. you know and he's just popping by but you you, you know it's like Hey, it's, it's you know it's not. But it was still an upgrade from Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, it was yeah, you know exactly. yeah. they the original. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times so. did you watch as a kid the behind the scenes and watching them adjust the tauntaun? Yeah, one one mm-hmm. one you know basically leg at a time. Yeah, I mean, and, and then you know the baking soda for the snow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're just like, oh, hey, oh this, that's so cool. You know, now it's like filter. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll take Yoda over the CGI Yoda. Uh, I love yeah, Empire Yoda because Empire and Jedi Yoda is the, great. The yep. threat always with a CGI character <clears throat> is it will overact, and uh, that has happened not as bad as some others like Jar Jar, but uh, so the Yoda survived a little better in CGI state than. But the puppet one always underplayed. You know? That's funny <laughs> you should say that. That I didn't even think like that. Who cares if it that's... looks good or, or or not? Is it a good actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, no. I think the puppet was a better actor. Yeah. Mm. Frank Oz. Well, Frank Oz, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was brilliant with it. And I think that organic sensibility, I mean, having that really there and connecting with that. And I, I, you know, actors now, it's a tough thing, you know. I mean, yeah. you see some of this behind the scenes for like Avengers and things like I mean, these guys are in a huge room with just a big green wall and maybe some set underneath them. Yeah. And it's like Avengers assemble and. All right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think mean, if, just... if anything, if if any one Star Wars fan could put their finger on what was most disappointing about the prequels is that when you did see behind the scenes, it was so much green screen and CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire uh, and, and the, the classic trilogy in general was ILM were cinematic magicians. They had dozens of things to convince you their story and, and that this took place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Now so much of it is CG. There's still model work. There's there's stuff here and there. But it was magic. You really did believe it back then. To jump I think right. that was what was fun about Rogue One because they did come back and, and they made they built sets again. Yeah. And they made it tangible, Star- visual effects. Yeah, Star Wars land, and then they, used, they, they, they really built those characters. I cared about everybody in Rogue One. Did you? I really did, yeah. I had fun with it. Well, Although, ar- at the end. arguably, no. um, uh, I believe the most sets <clears throat> and mini sets were built for Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they built a ton of stuff. Yep. Hmm. So. Well, it starts out uh, <coughs> back back then, $18 million budget for, for Empire Strikes Back. Wow. <laughs> uh, that was $1980. Yeah. And a $290 million domestic take. Uh, and then 547 worldwide. In two hundred wow. in two thousand nineteen dollars, that's an eight hundred and eighty six million dollar uh, haul. Wow, which is probably puts it in top ten all time. I mm-hmm. imagine billion. Yeah. There's probably three or four in the billion club. 
Yeah. And then it was was am I correct? Empire Strikes Back is still the lowest of all of them financially money made. I am not sure. Is that true? That's what I thought. Wow. It's the best film, but it still was the lowest. Uh, grossing. I gross. thought it was Jedi. I didn't know that. No, wow. Jedi, Jedi beat it because it was the it was the um the because it was the ending. Yeah. The ending of the trilogy. That could happen with nine. Wow. Good. Yeah. So. Wow. That floors me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the first time you saw it. For me, I saw The Empire Strikes Back, and I didn't quite get it. I was ten. And I thought they killed Han Solo. <laughs> I needed to have it explained to me by my parents. <laughs> they went, no, 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 they froze him because there's a, you get gambling debts or whatever. They, they probably didn't explain all that. <laughs> but way, just like Dad. I mean, they just had gambling. <laughs> oh, Daddy went away for a while. Yeah. Han Solo's going away for a while. But he'll be back. Oh, Are they going to break Daddy's his frozen in carbonite right now. <laughs> Daddy didn't come back, but Han Solo will be back. So, so yeah, long. I didn't get it. I was all upset, but uh, I eventually figured it out, clearly. Um, I don't remember when or where I actually saw it first. I just remember, like, watching it so much as a kid, but I, I can't actually place where. I mean, I must have seen it in the theater, but what I really remember is I had a cousin who, of course, back in those days, you couldn't really get these on video. They weren't, you know, because it was this was just the time where VHS and Beta were having their battle um, as to who was going to win. Beta is better. And Beta is a better visual yeah. picture, but the problem <laughs> is a Betamax tape was limited to 60 minutes. Right. So if you had a, a, a you Most know, any, any film, you would betas. have two yep. Beta tapes. <laughs> like an so, A-track. You just, yeah. Right in the good part. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I have a... What, yes. is, what do you mean you're kissing Leia? Well, yes. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. No, it's Let's true. I, absolutely. So Son that was my experience <laughs> growing up. So I had a cousin who was in the Navy. And he must have run the films or whatever. So he got me a, a, a really beautiful transfer because, of course, these were for the Navy. This was a beautiful mm. beta transfer of The Empire Strikes Back. So my entire childhood memory of watching Empire Strikes Back is switching the video <laughs> right when it, it's hilarious. on Dagobah. And it's right at that scene where Luke goes down the hole. Yep. And there's like that lizard that crawls by. It was always the point where the tracking would go off because the tape was ending. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, I got to change the tape. Oh. <laughs> and so for years, when I finally got to see it on like DVD and whatever, I'd be like, that's weird. Why is, what, what's supposed to be happening That's here? funny. <laughs> I just like had this feeling like yeah. something was, was supposed like to be the, happening. It's like the mixtapes you had when you were a kid. Like when Pretty Woman <laughs> by Van Halen is over, I have to hear Leave It by Yes immediately because <laughs> years, that's what I heard. Pretty woman. That's memory. I it is programmed in there. No, I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so, I get it. That's funny. It's really funny. But I never had beta. Never went the beta route. Mm. No. Never even tested the waters on mm. that. I don't think I've ever seen it. Was it Laserdisc? What about that? Well, I had a, uh, actually, I... <laughs> Oddly enough, I still have the Empire Strikes Back Laserdisc, but no really? Laserdisc player. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I had. It's Empire Strikes Back on Laserdisc, no Laserdisc player. So I was going to say, if I have a player, you could come over and yeah. watch your disc yeah, no, on my I, player. Although there's a guy um, right near where I live who um, I found because uh, I was working on a project and I needed some stuff transferred. And I, mean, I live in Orange County, which is not a place where you would normally find people who have stuff to transfer. And I came across this guy, whatever, go over to his house. And in his garage, he has every single thing you could ever want to transfer from and to, including film. I mean, wow, it, wow. It, I mean, I was like, oh, good, good find. Good find. 
Well, I mean, we do have uh, a vinyl. Vinyl is back, so you yeah, know, you never know. We yeah, get the old laser back. And uh, well, a lot of people say laser 20, disc. I mean, we got eight K TV coming up, so yeah. you know, twenty seven K. Yeah, too there's much. A lot of K. There. We, we don't need to see Grace and Frankie in the eight. No, <laughs> they're in their eighties. <laughs> is there anyone that wants to? Yeah. The show looks Bring pretty good. Forward. Can we add a little gosh and blur? <laughs> they don't want it. Uh, <laughs> the, the golden. Wipe the mascara, uh, please. Okay, continue. Oh, Blanche. By the way, somebody said they should reboot the Golden Girls with the girls from Sex and the City. As, uh, like, as oh, they, I mean, idea. how brilliant would that be? Anyway, That's just saying. Funny. I have so many fond memories as a kid watching Empire Strikes Back. First of all, I remember going to the theater 20 times and mm. watching the entire yep. movie. Wow. What theater it was. How long it took me to get there because I'm looking at 16 minutes from now I'll be watching Empire Strikes Back. Mm. I remember the other movies that were in the theaters across that my mom would try to sneak into and I'd be like, I'll be at Empire. She's like, okay, I'll come watch Empire with you. I'll be at Ordinary People. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 9 to 5, Flash Gordon, competition. Maybe Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. But I also remember, and this is – this tells you a little bit about my childhood. I had uh, a vision problem, and I had to get bifocals. And so I had to see a vision therapist. Mm. And so every time, uh, twice a week, I would go see him, and I was convincing myself I was studying to be a Jedi because the things I would do, I would jump on a trampoline and read things off a board, and uh, I, I'm studying to be a Jedi Knight. They, the <laughs> doctors know, were like, he is so focused. I cannot, I've never seen a kid be this focused. I'm balancing on one hand, you know, I'm raising things, you know. I'm I'm but, intrigued uh, about that. Yourself. I've never heard of that. Like, just, I, you know, it's the almost, you know, you get Empire Strikes, but you had somebody that really taught you different ways to see. I mean, uh, bouncing I didn't know on that a was trampoline and reading things off a blackboard. That was one of them. And getting my eyes to focus. I, That's know, how he has to do cue cards now. That's <laughs> what I do. He doesn't book a lot of commercials. I'll be right with you. <laughs> but it was Whole something that uh, yeah. they said, we don't think you're going to need bifocals. First of all, you're a kid. Why do you have bifocals now? Uh, we think we can correct that. Wow. And, wow, that's uh, awesome. And, and they were able to. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So, uh, you know, by becoming a Jedi Knight, your vision can get better. <laughs> Wayne, do you remember seeing that's it? That's amazing. I've never seen it. No, do you remember seeing? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I like you. I saw it probably I don't know, a dozen, maybe two dozen times in the theater. Um, I saw Return I of the s- Jedi six, and I was like, "That's the most I've ever seen." I mean, Twenty times, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. That's all you had back then. But so that, you, that was you, it. You know, yeah. you know, well, and they ran the movies for so long. You you did. It was in the theater forever. Yeah. Um, you had. Um, I was, oh guys, remember much of it, but I I remember, like that was my allowance, and and it was like, well, what are you gonna do with it? I'm going to see Empire Strikes Back again. I just would <laughs> see it over and over, and it was just the summer of the Empire. You know what Is I mean? Is it not it was, Friday, Mother? Yeah. I will be at the cinema. <laughs> you gotta understand, back then too, it was like the movies came out in May. It was like May twenty yep. fifth was yep. always the Star Wars movie every three years, you know. And now it's like a, a Christmas thing. It's just not. Just, that's not the same either. That's a little different for me. That's disappointing to me. But too, you get this, yeah, you get the. Yeah. I don't know why they. I mean, I. I mean, I guess I get why they did that. But Disney, well, sure. Yeah. Is money yeah. Disney? But I mean, yeah. like summer block. Blockbuster, and then blockbusters were, you know, what? What do you say? Two hundred ninety million tops for the the gross of that that summer back then, something like yeah, yeah. it was uh, two fifty, two ninety, yeah, yeah, two ninety. So I mean, that's you know, 
that's it. What well, I don't ticket remember. prices ticket were price like a couple of dollars. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. not yeah. much. Yeah, it wasn't under much. two bucks. I want to think. Yeah, two. and so yeah, so I, I you know I remember you know the first time I I think I I think it was gosh. It was kind of. It kind of reminded me. Now I think about it. it was kind of because I wanted to see it so bad. Uh, it, the first time I saw the new trilogy, The Phantom Menace, and I had the goosebumps. And as soon as the mm. in twentieth century the Fox came yeah. up and buying on and I, I do miss that Lewis now. Film. You know what? Yeah. We could get it back if they play their cards right. Disney bought Fox. That's true. Oh, it's one of the greatest. Is that why they got fans. rid of that? Is well <laughs> the the fanfare, but yeah, Lucasfilm took the whole. Uh, yeah, when it went to Disney. Fair, fair enough. I missed, I understand yeah. that. But uh, but the crawl for other movies aside from, you know, all the Star Wars movies, they we no longer have the crawl. Mm. Well, for the well, that's only for, for the, the Star Wars stories. Yeah, for the night episodes, right. the, the, all, all the episodes, and if they uh, starting I, I, Rogue One uh, I, for ten minutes, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for the. I am not the crawl. entered into this movie correctly. There's it's, a fan made crawl. Um, right. that was done that I don't know if you've seen it, but it, the, whoever did it did a great job and he wrote a really lovely like piece and, and it and it, it sets up the movie perfectly mm-hmm. and you're like, yep, that was it. That's what it should have been. Lucas again being the visionary, borrowed that from serials, Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yeah. And he made it such a staple that we needed. Any parodies that do Star Wars includes the crawl it's yeah. it's the narrator that opens up here's the beginning here's what you missed here's mm. where these characters were before that yeah well and it's interesting you brought up an uh, you know even though i'm a fan of the last jedi and i always yep. bring that up but uh you did bring this up and i was like oh yeah he's right about that the crawl for the last jedi which by the way was the o- is the only crawl that made me go huh <laughs> it really did, didn't it? I, I remember watching the movie and going, "Go back, go back," because I don't go back. That's and, somebody and, shoot some but, words out of the sky. So that but you sense. said something that blew me away because I was like, "This that movie's supposed to basically pick up from where Force Awakens leaves off immediately." So why do we need a setup? We crawl? don't need a crawl because basically we're really because normally the crawl was saying this is kind of what's been happening, mm-hmm. guys. Well, when Star Wars happened, it was actually stuff happened between that. It was three right. three years between, yeah. mm-hmm. and then between Empire Strikes Back and and um, about seven months, I think. Return of yeah, yeah. Return like seven months or something like that. Yeah, so you 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 know they had to adjust and say, okay, this is what they've been doing, trying to figure out where Han is and blah blah blah. You know, for Empire to return or whatever. Right. So there actually was time that actually did. In real time, actually happened between because every every movie is three years, seventy seven, eighty, eighty three. Right. So that made sense. Yeah. This other one, yeah, I I I understand. I see what you're saying. Last Jedi, you like you know they just could have said anything on there. And there's a leak online of the uh, crawl for Rise of Skywalker, also fan made because it's the lyrics of "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty quality. <laughs> People please, watch it. Please oh, use the? it. And then it goes Lucasfilm, please use it. <laughs> Kudos to whoever did that. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Dissolve the ground and desert you. Who's got a favorite? Well, funny. everyone's got one. What is your favorite moment from the movie? <clears throat> I'll tell you mine. If you Go. Think about it because it comes right to me. It's Vader dispatching of his admirals. 
Mm-hmm. Now, throughout oh, yeah. the movie, everything you see him, he's getting rid of a guy who that's, displeased him. Yeah, that's my dad's I favorite. I love that. That was my dad's. And, oh, the, but the best one he didn't dispatch. It's the shot of the asteroid flying into a star destroyer and exploding, and you cut to Vader looking at two holograms of his ast- of his admirals. Oh, and one yes. of them just disappears. Yeah, he's hit by the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, it just goes away. Yeah, I, I just laugh at that. That's the funniest <laughs> thing in the whole trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like che- they're checking in, and the guy just ah, you see. That's funny. Scream. I, mean, I miss that. Oh, it's so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, and then everyone who pisses him off, Vader just does him in. Next, yeah, <laughs> the next. Well, that's actually why I like that. I mean, you know, again, with good writing and you know, there's good subplots, good, good uh, characters that are even smaller characters. Um, the, uh, who's the admiral that does live that he Piet. doesn't kill? Ad- admiral Piet. Yeah, Piet. Piet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th- there's a thing going on there, and he's trying to like. Keep his stuff together, and there's subtext, and I mean, there's just so many little interesting things mm, that I, I I love yep. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, I mean, I still just I love that whole that lightsaber battle from the time he get. I mean, this this moment right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the time they they face off and they pull out those lightsabers, uh, there, there's just so much passion with that with that whole sequence. Mm. I mean. And, and cinematically, it's beautiful. And there's interesting shots yeah. that are like, you know, I mean, there's one from like way up above and they're looking down and like, that, that was, you know, back then that was hard. You yeah. you know, they had to build stuff. It wasn't just like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, this is amazing. So that's that. I mean, there's so up, many. They weren't sending up a drone with a gro- GoPro. Yeah. They yeah. Had like a gigantic <laughs> yeah. vision. Oh, yeah. My GoPro <laughs> shoots an 8K, so we're good. <laughs> you would say that. I would, I would say that. Would that's say how that. I sound when I sell things to clients. <laughs> well, we can shoot an 8K. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, I, I think the, the, for me, the, the, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but anything with uh, anything, of course, with Harrison Ford, you know, playing Han Solo, that was that was the ultimate. But but just at the beginning, when you know he's on the <laughs> he's on the Millennium Falcon and they're fixing stuff, he's getting ready, to, you know, he's like, no, no, you know, and he's like, stop, you know, don't, you know, just wait, you know, and, and, this and, one and, goes there, yeah, that this one goes there, there right? That's just those moments that he yeah. had, all you know, and the, the whole Harrison Ford point is ah, you know, the whole yes. anything that he did it, it, because to me that that he's created Han Solo being Han Solo because yeah. it wasn't just like. You know, uh, you know, I, he shot first. It was it was Han Solo was a human being, and yeah. and he was a smuggler, but he was a badass, and yeah. he was like, but he was human, and he was just, I don't know, his subtlety and the way he presented himself. I think that uh, Han Solo moments. Well, I, I mean, one particular, great. but you, yeah. you speak to another great point, which is you know the humanistic side. Everybody's flawed. I yeah. mean, that's 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 what we connect with. Is like, yeah, I, you know, I can relate to that, and you know, yeah, I want to work on that myself or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that that's the beauty. Yeah, that, the the nerve herder scene. You know, yeah. like, you know, it's like oh, nerve herder. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just everything about it was just like so many, so many moments with uh, Han Solo. That I mean. moment right there. You're right. No, it's it, it's he's uh, arguing with uh, a creature, his best buddy, of course, a Wookiee. Uh, but he's also fighting with the Treadwell, which is something in a deleted scene that A New Hope uh, Luke would fight with, too. That same, uh, you know, uh, droid that was on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And they bring back the Treadwell. The Rebel Alliance has a Treadwell. And oh uh, and it's right there on the wing arguing with him uh, and uh, and bringing it back back. Yeah. But uh, as a kid, I remember anything that Yoda did was hilarious. But he did this a lot. Hmm? 
Do pretty much anything. Gotta watch the seagulls. But the scene. You see the smash cut. Seagulls. That's so great. The scene right after the confrontation, which is, you know, right when Luke loses his hand. Yeah. There's so much going on. Visually, there's just, it's stunning. This amazing sword fight. Uh, Bob Anderson uh, choreographed and was in the middle of it as Darth Vader, and uh, and then David Prowse steps in and gives all this strong, uh, you know, uh, just acting, amazing presence. Yeah, yeah. 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 acting through a costume—it's it's yeah. not easy. And yeah. uh, and then you know, not even knowing the final dialogue, having that dropped in later, but having it match and everything yeah. work mm-hmm. and come together, and you have a guy in a costume. And you have someone, uh, you know, waving a stick, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. totally enthralled. Yeah, and uh, and we don't know a lot about other than this prior movie, but we're so invested to this point that this guy that did all these bad things is now related to this guy that we've mm-hmm. been cheering for the entire time. Right. You know. So yeah. we, we share that. Oh, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> it was great. They made the force. You know. <laughs> I think you mentioned earlier about explaining everything in dialogue, and they did that in the first three. But they just, when Empire Strikes Back, they, the Force was it was established in Star Wars, but it was just it was the Force. It was there when you understood it mm. enough. Didn't have to didn't explain have it. Didn't have to go yeah. any further with it. Yep. And it just it was there and it was so powerful, mm. and you didn't have to say anything. I, I agree with you about that. The dialogue, but yeah, the, the moments. Is, I think we incredible. were all raised believing that a Jedi Knight. Or achieving the Force could be learned because we watched Luke do it. Right. You know, in the prequels, we've learned that you're the chosen one, and you know this guy does it now. Mm-hmm. We have Broom Boy, and Broom Boy just picked up a broom, and yeah. now he he yeah. can do it. So they're bringing it back. It was to, right before his song started. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now broom. they're bringing it back to more people can have yeah. control of the Force. Broom and Boy. I, I mean, have they not seen Star Wars, kid? Yeah, I have seen Star Wars kid. Yeah. They get, what is that? You know, the Star Wars kid. The guy, the kid in his garage swinging around a broom picks hand. up a oh, lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. He's a devoted Jedi. Yeah, yeah. the last Jedi he picks up a broom. I'm like a broom handle. Really? Mm. Yeah, all right. Well, swing it around. Let's mm. go viral with your wacky. Mm. You and your wacky self. <laughs> you and your wacky self. Um, I will say um about the new the newer sequels. You know, cause some people have complained about all the new Force stuff we're seeing, but when you go back and you look at Empire. The moment he pulls the lightsaber out of the ground, we have never seen anything. I'm with you at all like that um, in in the original Star Wars movie. That that's a whole new moment and a whole new thing. And the truth is, because a lot of people are like, "Well, how does Ray know how to do this? And how does Ray know how to do that?" Well, we don't really see how Luke knows how to pull the lightsaber out of the snow. Right. But we accept that as part of the story and as part of the truth of the given circumstances of the story that's being told. So I, I don't know. I feel like people are hard on these newer movies for uh, – and sometimes that's not justified. I right. feel like most of those hey, things – in my mind, <laughs> I feel they are justified because the story <laughs> elevated as the fan base got more sophisticated – Elevated, sophisticated. Mm. And so now we expect so much. Yeah. So God bless anyone that steps out there and, you know, is ready to, I, I can do a Star Wars movie. Really? You know? Oh, no. Benioff, bless and, you. Benioff you. and Weiss from Game of Thrones just said, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Or maybe they were told, well, maybe not you. Well, either way, they're that's, out. That's a shame. 
I hate, I hate hearing that. Especially because it was going to be the Old Republic, yeah. I think. Do we know yeah. that? Well, we don't That know was the rumor, but I mean, come on. I mean, who's better to do that than I, them? I mean, I would see that being seriously. very beautifully done. Uh, I did want to talk about the special editions real quick because we kept talking about the sword fight scene. Everyone seems to love that, but that has the most egregious change in all three Star Wars movies. We may have talked about it last time when, when Mike Nichols was here because mm-hmm. Mike and I uh, yeah, the, the, talk I about, know what you're talking about. Yeah, so... Luke loses his hand. He finds out that he's uh, Darth's son. He says, that's not true. That's impossible. And then he realizes the way I can win is to just kill myself. I can't. I will never give in. Mm-hmm. So he steps off the plank, falls down into the thing. But Luke, uh, Lucas added, ah! <laughs> yeah. As if it was a slip and an accident. Yeah, and he had killed the intention. of the, That's yeah. the worst mm. change in all mm. the, the special But editions. I think that's out. And the most it, recent, he did. One. He went back to it again. So, uh, so no, he, I'm sorry. No, he went. He changed it back to the original it. again because of, uh, people. He can't leave it alone. Just it's, leave it alone. I mean, it's you know, not, <laughs> it was a choice. It was not an accident. Luke didn't slip. He, Correct. Yeah. He jumped. One of the articles I read online in preparation for this uh, said something about you know, well, these are George's to tinker with, and on the one hand, I agree. They were his movies to tinker with, and I I understand that. I respect that. On the other hand, there's an old filmmaking saying, which is movies are are never finished. They're abandoned. And I I think there's really— Or they escape. Well, or they escape. (laughs) But I think there's value in that, you know, that there comes a point where it's like, I have to let this go. I worked on a film years ago um, with a director who who was very perfectionistic and had certain opinions about certain things. We would do so many takes on things, and— and, and uh, you know, a lot of times I feel like there comes a point where it's like you're not getting any returns on that. It, 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 five takes ago you were fine, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think you have to kind of just let it go. And sometimes I think in the letting go is where the brilliance happens. I mean, we're talking about ILM. You know, the first Star Wars movie, there's so much they had to discover. And I... Let it go. <laughs> um, in the first Star Wars movie, there was so much ILM had to discover. But I think part of why the special effects in this are so great is because by this time, they had kind of perfected some stuff. Yep. And I think that's that, that speaks to their talents. you know. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I, I, what do you think? I mean, do you think it's it, it's his to tinker with forever? I mean, do you, do you keep tinkering with it? if Lucas has... Uh, I think he's a brilliant storyteller. If he has any flaws, it's because he is such a perfectionist. I think you should let it go. Mm. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll, I'm just, this is going to underscore just you Just keep your finger you on it. it. Just, just keep your finger <laughs> on it. Uh, because when you bring a cast of any production of any size together, you have people that, we need this character to do this, but he's really good at doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, let's find it somewhere in the middle. Right. That compromise is a great thing for the story, for morale, for everything. Um, you're fighting an uphill battle, and then you get into, did Han shoot first, did Greedo shoot first? And, you know, it was like, we all knew what we saw back then. And then it was his change versus, you know, the editors changing things and putting things together at the last second. Um, I think you let it go. That That is an absolute... Uh, description of that time and place in that story of what he's trying to tell. I can understand. I can understand. I agree with you. I can understand tinkering with the first one because it was such a tough movie to make and Mm. you didn't have the money. That's a good point. You know, I I get that, okay, 
I can improve the visual effects of this one. Because, you know, you got to think, the movie came out in 77, but it started shooting in 75, 76. Mm, so right. that's, that's a long time, right. you know, with the special effects were just getting out of the Harry House and then all that stuff, yep. right? So you, you go to 80 and all of a sudden everything's jumped. You know, ILM has become this company and you've jumped everything so much that, you know, visually everything's better. So you didn't really have to touch the other two. Special editions should have been deleted scenes or maybe an added thing here and there or, or something, yeah. to f not necessarily the, the visual part. I, I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, well, yeah. I think the biggest problem with all the special edition stuff is, you know, to me it goes back to story. Are you improving the story? Exactly. You know, yeah. does a visual effect adjustment change your response to the story? And if it doesn't, you don't need it. Right. Yeah. When goofy robots are doing wacky shtick at the most Eisley, it's just <laughs> unnecessary because what I think the reason everybody loves Empire Strikes Back is it has real stakes. Yep. Yet we have fun. You can have fun totally. and have stakes at the same time. A lot of times the goofiness or the overdoing of any part of a movie will deflate the stakes. And then you can't uh, enjoy the movie as much because you, you, you don't care as much. Right, right. In the early 90s, Lucas actually said, uh, a special effect is a special effect. It's the story is the story. A special effect without a story, it's a pretty boring thing. And then he yeah. kind of broke his own rules. Isn't that interesting? Because he got so yeah. involved in we can do this, we will do this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. Well, we're uh, running short on time, and it's definitely something I wanted to discuss, which yeah. was the toys. The because toys. Wayne brought some, uh, <laughs> some fun brought, stuff. So toy. if you're watching us on YouTube, toys. you'll get to see a, a little some of these toys. Um, I don't know. These Drum I assume rollers. are your favorites, as well as ones you have on you. I just brought the one. And it's just the one. Oh, well, I, I didn't iron my, my clothes. Gosh, Ooh, I, I, didn't, I don't I, think I've ever uh, seen this in my life. It's a slave one. Wait, you right. never seen one? No, really. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite toys. I did not own a slave one. What? Oh but my I goodness! Will by the end Deprived. of today. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's uh. It's uh. Missing the ramp. It's it's in in my house somewhere, but the side comes off here, and then you got. Well, you were talking about a little hand solo. Oh, yes, yes. Did you paint it? I'm sad again. No, no. There's just decals and stickers. That oh, I must not have put that. the decals on. Yeah, it's too soon. Let's put that away. So you get. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's not the, dead, Paul. He's frozen. You put Boba Fett in there and. <laughs> And you, you slide him up, and bam, he's jiving. I have, I have Boba Fett right behind me. So we it's, do that. Uh, yeah, you get Boba Fett, but yeah. So ILM said that they based this off of a streetlight outside of ILM. Oh. You know. The, <laughs> oh, that's funny. And so now that's what I see. Like but I Brilliant. But in the movie, it is Slave One. Like right. IG-88. You know, yep. yep. Dude, I, I mean, like how that. lame was that, like that toy? Back in the day, like, what is the skinny robot? Like, so stupid. <laughs> gonna, like, oh, whatever. But and he then, was a bounty and hunter. And then you're like, you see this moment in The Mandalorian, you're like, holy crap, I wish I would have known it was that cool. I would have played with that toy. Yeah, and his, <laughs> his head was in Star Wars, like in, in the cantina. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, Cappuccino machine. IG-88's the <laughs> machine, yeah. The original <laughs> Starbucks was it's, in Star Wars. For real, he was a drink machine? He was he was in yeah when you watch Empire uh, watch Star Wars like, again he's in there having a drink the cantina scene no he's part of the the construction that's hilarious because he, he always looks like part of it. the real component is a Rolls Royce 
turbo engine for something, a helicopter or something like that. Okay. But they have them uh, at, at their leisure out there. They're like 700 bucks. I did find one uh, for a good price. But uh, they are everywhere. That's IG-88. Uh, uh, that is, yeah, they, the heads. <laughs> so was he made from... You know, a drink machine, or <laughs> I don't know, but he's it's also at the uh, Disney Galaxy in the, in right. the cantina. You can actually see it. Yeah, it's up there. What a different uh, story oh. it would have been if like Bosk captured right Han Solo because they had be great. figures and everything. They didn't do anything. Yeah, they sat there and had a. Well, to our knowledge, I mean, they had a meeting. To them they in Empire definitely... Jedi. Yeah. You know, we we know what happened. We think to right. Boba Fett, but everyone else, we they just all. I'm so excited you brought this. No, it's one of my favorites. It's it was one of my favorites. What was your favorite toy? Mm, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, <sighs> I do still have so that. Great. I got, got that. I have a Millennium Falcon story. I loved the Millennium Falcon so much, but the little ramp, <sighs> not great, and and mine broke, and I was so bummed because like if the ramp broke, couldn't really connect it. And, like, you know, you're flying around the house, stuff falling out. Yeah. You need the ramp to, like, close, you know? I begged my parents, can I please get another Millennium Falcon? You know, it's like the Millennium Falcon. It's, like, it's expensive, right? Yeah. You know, to my parents' credit, God bless them. I got another one. Oh. And I think it was the day I bought it. That ramp broke again. Ramp broke again. <laughs> well, to follow up, my ramp broke too. Yep. But I used to feed myself popcorn with it and drop popcorn. <laughs> I was an only child, so I used to entertain myself a lot. <laughs> I think I lost a little radar on top of the roof. Yes. And it snapped off and mm. yeah. didn't go back on again. Oh, the I still have it. Yeah. But it didn't just... replace it with a square one? No, they have no. <laughs> Rectangular? No. No. Triangle? Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Millennium Falcon. Um, I really like the Snowspeeder. Mm-hmm. Loved Snow, the Snowspeeder. Yep. yep. And there was an uh, like an orange, um, uh, one of the uh, uh, X-Wing pilots, who I think was supposed to be Luke, or maybe it was just an X-Wing pilot. I'm right. not quite sure. Yeah. He had dark hair. Didn't mm-hmm. really look anything like yeah. Luke, but I think they might have. From from Star Wars or from Empire? I don't know. Empire. Yeah. I, think it, I think it was Empire, but I don't yeah. know why I loved that toy. The, the back of the uh, Snowspeeder had that little, it had the oh, string for the harpoon, yes. mm-hmm. and then you pushed it into the back yes. of it. How many, and, and, and the string wasn't long enough to actually no. go around the AT-AT. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. We tried. I tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I tried, but you just couldn't, couldn't do it. Did anyone uh, send away their proofs of purchase for action figures? Oh, I got Emperor I got, that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. tried to. I got to. Uh, Anakin Skywalker that way. Oh. Uh, I I found a neighbor that said he got a Boba Fett that would shoot a torpedo, but See, but we never actually saw it. I I want to say that I I sent off for that, and I want to say that I had that, and my I want to say that I think my mom took it away because it was too dangerous. I have a friend that swears that they never released the one that fires the fire. No, it did. It, it was released. It I, was out there. I well, because Boba Fett you. was originally uh, in. Where was he introduced? The, the Star Christmas, Wars uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, an animated yeah. piece in that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time we ever saw Boba Fett. Such a great film. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great special. <laughs> Speaking of which, Life Day is coming up November 17th. What I, is that? Life Day. A life Day. We the, the, celebrate the, the, this day <laughs> of peace <laughs> or something. This day of harmony. Uh, what? That's what they're celebrating. Can't wait to see right. sequel life of that day. one. Just Life? Uh, yes, we have to get uh, Han Solo has to get his friend Chewbacca to mm-hmm. Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day with his friends. Oh, his that family. was the story. Oh, yeah. 
That was, was it. Uh, Itchy, Nala. Don't remember and, that. And they were all in it. They yeah. were all in it. All the well, that's right. When Chewbacca like was married or something or had parents. Uh, he had a wife. Seen this? So long ago yeah. in a galaxy far, far away. I don't think it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. No. You can borrow <laughs> my copy. Great all right. Did that. Yes. I will. Don't lose it. All right. That's all I have. All right. Well, that does it. Uh, seven movies down. No, seven movies down. Yeah, three to go. Yeah. Uh, here on the Countdown to Nine podcast. Please come back as we're now going to post a new episode every couple of weeks to make up for our lost time. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, of course, still want to post the last show about five days before uh, episode nine opens. Do you have tickets yet? Yeah, no. I do have tickets. I do I have yeah. tickets. You don't have tickets? No. Nope. El Capitan. No, I mean, I you know, I live in Orange County in this, like, Small air and it's not six p.m. in yeah. Sherman Oaks, I believe, on the uh, ArcLight. Nineteenth, ten forty-five p.m. Mm. I want to see like I, I like early. Like I would love like an eleven a.m. We still glutton for punishment. You'll we still that. have to go see it, and yeah. I can't. This not is do the it. first year I, I will not be able to see it the night before or the day it comes out. Oh, so wow! Because I am doing a show called Santasia. Oh, nice, Santasia. good yeah, yeah. segue at the White Fire Theater. Yeah, Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> so head out to the White Fire Theater That's during right. Christmas time to see Santasia. Santasia. I saw that. It had to be about ten years ago. I saw that. Dave it's Maddie the twentieth year, and it's it's wow. absolutely amazing to be a part of. It's a great cast, and you'll totally enjoy it. Wow, awesome! Uh, and what are you doing now when people go to Universal? I am Doc Brown. That's it. So you're not there. You used to be on like three or four rosters. I I, I am also Optimus Prime. Oh, there you go. And Bumblebee. And uh, and Shaggy, no way, like no way, man. That's like the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so I knew that because they do take <laughs> their talent and just filter them around to a bunch of different rosters. Yeah, so. nope. and I always knew you were kind of embedded up there, so that's cool. Uh, well, I'm Paul Preston. I'm Sean Blodgett. Thanks to Wayne Frazier and Rusty Locke. Plugs. Where do we find you? Otherwise, outside of also uh, um, plug. Uh, where can we see the Star Wars fan film? Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I believe it still has a website. And the name? Uh, Contract of Evil. Contract of Evil. I should have seen it by now, so I will, definitely. Yeah. yeah, lots of fun. And it looked from the poster like it's all a bunch the of The origin so. story of Darth Maul. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Prequel to the prequel. Yeah. Love and it. Wayne, 2020, the return of uh, 2020, Hollywood Close-Up. Hopefully, yeah, everything works out correctly. Uh, Hollywood Close-Up is uh, coming back, and um, you can find stuff. Uh, check out all the old episodes, uh, natalieandwayne.com. Over 200 episodes, um, and uh, yeah. Tony Basil, Deborah Wilson, all sorts of cool. All sorts of fun. Nice. Yeah. And between episodes, don't forget to follow us at facebook.com slash countdown to nine, at countdown to nine on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get the show at YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and of course, themovieguys.net. Join us in a few weeks for an episode devoted to Return of the Jedi when things got goofy. Till then, Sean, I love you. I know. I <laughs> know.